welcome back to season two of That's Hot Pod, our official name, our official channel, with my illustrious host, Christian Garza. And I'm Hello. Tim, forgot to say that. Yes. <laughs> and we're back. We have backgrounds and everything. We're coordinating. Yes. We're getting Scaparelli it together. Inc. We're or Valentina. Trying... Or Valentina. Yes. Yeah. Which is the color of the year, right? Isn't it? Yeah. I think so. I think so. Pantone's color of the year. Anyways, this this time around this season, we are coming at this more poised, more together. Um, we are trying to reach our goal of like professionalism so we can monetize our podcast. So if you are out there who are rich, you have money, and you enjoy watching the show, please click the link in our description and donate some money to our Patreon. Um, come up with some ideas of what additional content we can give you for the Patreon. If you have any ideas, let us know in the comments. Because, you know, Christian and I, we're too cool for a regular job than a regular life. Yeah, and like as much as, we, as much as we love fashion, we also don't just do this for fun. <laughs> no, and we, we want to be able to afford some of the clothes we talk about. Right, and it'd be cool. Like, that's our goal, is to, like, attend a fashion week or a show. Designers out there, if you're having a New York, Paris, Milan, anywhere fashion week, there are seats, there are buckets we can sit on. Invite us! <laughs> I have binoculars. I've seen y'all inviting less fashionable TikTokers. So, what could we, we can't hurt it. And then if we need to start dancing, Tamberlin can dance. <laughs> I'm going to have to learn some type of steps because, you know, all I have is choreography from Beyonce's Baby Boy. I feel like that's the last day. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so weird that you had mentioned that because the other day I was like driving and... I was like imagining, you know, dancing the choreography as I was driving. And I was like, who else would know that? <laughs> Lo and we behold. <laughs> oh, yeah, especially because oh, it was the homecoming. And she was like, you know, I want to see y'all do the dance or whatever. And then, you know, like, then it just like went off in my mind. Yes. And you were definitely giving Destiny Child today with the hair, <laughs> the septum. What, what's going on with your transformation? Let's talk about that before we get into our real show. Oh, I went to a party yesterday and I had to do my hair. And then while I was in Fort Worth, which is like adjacent to Dallas, I got my nose pierced and probably I'm going through something. We're going through a backup. <laughs> and probably I'm going through something. <laughs> probably. No, I've wanted it for a long time. And uh, yeah, I finally decided to commit to it. Well, Commitment issues. Yeah, same. Mm -hmm. I feel like... <laughs> This really fits your look. Oh, thanks. Eventually, yeah. I wanted to get gold. Like, this is just because, you know, you had to start with something. Uh, yeah. I don't like silver for me. So let's leave back into fashion. I don't like silver on me. I think it looks mm -hmm. cheap for me. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think I would like a nice, like, infinity, like, dainty hoop. Gold, of course. Nice. Well, mm -hmm. also in the comments on TikTok and YouTube, Drop us some links to cool septum rings. If you have a jewelry line or something, you want to give Christian one to influence others. Yeah, know, I was we'll, like we'll Googling. I was Googling last night and, um, you know, like we can think of all the like, even like the direct to consumer brands and none of them really, they do all the, you know, the earrings and some of them even like a nipple piercing. But I feel like there's a lost market of like, um, you know, high end jewelry for alternative um, holes. <laughs> So maybe we could jump on that and we can figure that out. Yes, that's our next adventure. For this season, what are we 
Okay, I don't want to say anything that we can't stick to, so I'm not going to say that. Never mind. But we are going to be consistent with one show a week. We're going to make sure that we are TikToking constantly, you know, doing what we can do. And which takes me into our first topic of discussion today. Rest in peace to the great Vivian Westwood. She's one of my favorite designers. How do you feel about this, Christian? Well, it's sad because I feel like, you know, throughout her career, you know, she's been like a, her like punk self mm-hmm. and uh you know she's fighting for you know humanity for the environment and uh cool design but it's sad i always looked at vivian westwood as one of the this is me to stay below i'm gonna say it one of the last like real fashion designers right because she started yeah. her brand she was still at the helm of course she brought in new talent and different things always to spice it up but really, her like through line of punk and like Anglomania and her drawing from all of her British heritage was really like stamped on all things Vivian Westwood. And I'm so happy that she got to see the resurgence of her brand like over and over again in every trend cycle. Um, even most recently, the one that she had, you know, before she passed away. But the yeah. thing that stands out most to me about Vivian Westwood when I think about her is her dedication to like oh. alternativeness, right? Yeah. So. When we had the recent Black Lives Matter riots in Los Angeles and they destroyed a bunch of stores on Rodeo Drive and everything, Vivian Westwood was one of the first and only designers to come out and be like, hell yeah, like, oh, well, it's just clothes, it's just a store. Like, I'm glad they did it. That's the por- the purpose of art is to push the culture forward. And yeah, right? if this is what's going on right now in the culture. We should be reflecting that. If my store got a little bit damaged, you know, so be it in the process of revolution. No other people feel that way in her spot. Well, yeah. That's like kind of with a punk mentality, just because like, you know, she was an artist and a designer. You know, she had something better to say than like the bottom line, and it wasn't just about like making money or like a lot of the fashion design. It's like less so design now. It's like more so merchandising, offering same iterations of the same thing over and over, just slightly changed so it seems new. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh yeah, and it's great because right now you know it is super like on trend. Everybody has that like pearl. Yes, uh, necklace. They do. Have you seen it? Yeah. 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 And the earrings, the little scepter. Oh, yeah. Maybe. I've even seen knockoffs. All the girls have it on. The next thing we wanted to talk about is the upcoming New York Fashion Week. Are there any specific designers that you are excited about seeing? Probably Carolina Herrera, something like that. I feel like you, you like the more interesting, like pushing designers like Dion Lee. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I just like the pretty things. Oscar you want more classic? Oscar Maybe a little bit. I enjoy risk taking in fashion. I don't typically mm-hmm. do it. As you see, if you've watched the show, I wear black basically all the time, every day. Wednesday Adams, that is my character, if I was a character. But I love the idea of people going out, pushing the limits of things, pushing boundaries, um, and doing things new. I love innovation. I think that's why I'm so like obsessed with the idea of technology and all of these ideas that people alternatively alternatively might be a little bit scared of. I'm like, yes, bring it on. Give me a robot. Give me a robot that can cook and clean. Like, let's do it. However, sometimes that does lend me into trouble because people think they're pushing the envelope when they're really just creating mess and garbage. Like, yes. sweatsuits and all of this mixed in with evening gowns and 3D elements on clothes, like sometimes it becomes, at least in our time, shock value more so than innovation. Like we saw recently with Go Barney 
and the Bella Hadid thing. Oh yeah. Like that's all cool, yes. but how how practical is that? How who's gonna spray this dress on me at home? And it, of course, you know, that was just for the shock value because they can't you they even mentioned it's not going to be reprodu- reproduced. Um, but you know, that's like all of everybody wants to get the views. And then I was watching like some TikTok or something on Instagram and they were dissecting like major fashion labels, um, like social media presence. And so mm-hmm. they went to like various ones. At one point they went to Coperni and they said, you know, like they were just scrolling through their feed, like what's going on with your feed? Like, you know, cause they had, I guess the most viral moment of like the last season. And then they were like, this is trash. And um, they were just dissecting, just like they didn't do anything with that momentum. They did. And it was, it seems like it's more so going to go on to the legend of Bella Hadid than be known as the Coparty like moment that it should have. Missed opportunities. Yeah, right. But speaking of shock value in lieu of fashion, we have Tom Brown and his collaboration with Adidas. So what do you think about this before I be mean? Oh, and collaboration. Wait, did they? They didn't do collaboration. It was that they went, had a lawsuit and it was like, I guess, copyright infringement. And Tom Brown won. So it was because he used their four stripes, right? There's a, you know, it's the three stripes, but I think his is the four, but it looks so like close to it. Um, so I think that's why they took them to court. I was like team nobody because, you know, Adidas has enough money. So like, who cares? But I also like, I don't love Tom Brown. I don't understand how he gets like major celebrities. I think at one point we talked about how like he gets these, you know, massive, you know, black celebrities because nobody else just... is inviting them. Oh, <laughs> I feel like if you've seen one Tom Brown show, you've seen them all at this point. It's so boring and tiresome. And I'm mad that I slipped up and said his collaboration with Adidas, but I'm kind of a little bit on the side of Adidas in that situation. It looked so much like it. Mm-hmm. Like it was as though he was working for them or with them in collaboration. His clothes are so boring and I get it. You're doing menswear there. I mean, menswear has not been innovated in 200, 300 years, but come on. Like the stuff that he has. And then on the note of the black celebrities, because of our lack of visibility and power in that area, he puts the black in the craziest stuff. Like the stuff I've seen Janelle Monet wearing in the name of Tom Brown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you know, I think Janet was there last uh, show. Yes, she Erica was. Badu. And I was like, how does he get these like massive celebrities? But. Because nobody else is inviting them. For a while, it was uh, Rap Simmons. Like when Rap Simmons was at Givenchy, mm-hmm. he had it looking like a Vibe magazine cover shoot. He had Jay Z, Kanye <laughs> West, Erica Vadu. Any any black person that was cool that sung a song, rapped a rap, he had them there wearing those Pitbull Rottweiler shirts. Oh, Ricardo Tishi. Ricardo Tishi, my bad. No, I know what you're talking about. Yes. And the, oh, yes, because he was like, he's like besties with uh, Ciara also. Yeah, like he had everybody coming out. Why did I say rap? Oh, because rap also loves the rappers. That's my bad. Well, Ricardo mm-hmm. TC, he had it like a black church function in there. Everybody was there all the time in the ad, there were black people. But that, I don't really see that happen with other brands, like on that level. Oh, yeah. I think the only, like, one exception we could count maybe is, like, Kanye at Balenciaga. And that was, like, a little stint. And as soon as he did yeah. something wrong in the eyes of the public, they <laughs> got rid of him. Which is fine, because, like, Balenciaga imploded 
and we're still waiting to see like what's going to happen there. Okay, so we talked about that on the show. I think we have to touch on that. I've already started mm-hmm. to see, and I think we talked about this in either our TikTok messages or our Instagram messages. They're already trying to scale back and go back to like, we're a classic brand. We're a heritage house. Isn't with that their smart? Posts. <laughs> I didn't have, I haven't seen any of their new posts. We'll like superimpose them over us, but mm-hmm. um, I feel like that's smart. To, yeah, well, like, I think the the easier, like cheaper way would have just been to get rid of Demna he hasn't really been doing anything for that like classic aesthetic mm-hmm. oh speaking of oh so we'll have to go to that too um you know because alessandro's gone from gucci and they just showed and everybody's on tiktok is talking about how like gucci's going into its boring era in the previous in the past uh so much of their like identity for each iteration was tied into that designer. And right now, you know, they're just like in the in-between and so they don't really have like a vision. But some people were saying that it's good because then they can focus on, you know, not being so tied to each designer because after it transitions, it's like, what is really their identity other than like the horse bit and the stripes, you know? Yeah, I was gonna say, I feel like Gucci has been around so long that they kind of need that. And I don't mean that in a, I mean that in the best way possible. They need a designer to come and infuse their personality into the DNA of the brand and sort of in in everything shy of making it their own brand. They need a person to do that because if not, all you have is this GG logo, the horse bit thing that we've seen, like you've done everything you can do with it. Every famous celebrity, every placement, every award show, like. So what will you have if it's not the cult of personality that your designer, your creative director at that moment brings? You won't have anything. You'll have grandma and grandpa clothes. Right, exactly. That was kind of like, I guess, uh, Alessandro's kind of like pick at it or like, mm-hmm. you know, because he went into like the whole vintage look and like bringing that back and making it massive and look, it had like a certain like upscale thrift to it. <laughs> a certain um, kitsch, a rich kitsch. Yeah, right. That was his own like aesthetic mm-hmm. and it wasn't like Gucci. I think another brand that has like the same like identity crisis is like Fendi outside of like fur and accessories. Like who are they with like clothing? And I recently saw Fendi. They're doing a collaboration with Tiffany and co. And they oh, made like a baguette bag and Tiffany blue. We'll, we'll put a picture in. It don't make no right. sense. Even when I'm looking at it, like, okay, this is cute. But right. what is the point of this? It's more like selling bags by the sidewalk outside oh no it's vibe like what are you doing y'all latch on to anything like ooh, trend i want to do it beyonce's over there at tiffany's we should do tiffany's i miss Um, like thoughtful fashion collaborations i'm tired of like the merch aesthetic oh yeah definitely beyonce is there everybody wants to be with tiffany and them uh they're doing a good job at like rebranding seeing more youthful and not like I feel like I've seen it everywhere. It's like a part of the uh, rejuvenation of the brand. It's just like not your mother's like Tiffany. Tiffany. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like it's nicer, like, or it's at least seeming more youthful. Mm, I don't know. Especially, I don't know. I don't know anything about diamonds, whatever. But people are saying that uh, Tiffany's aren't like the best. Do you know anything about diamonds? <sighs> Kind of. I did a bunch of research oh. when I was uh, getting my engagement ring. Like, I wanted to get mm-hmm. the most bang for, you know, the bucks that weren't mine anyways. <laughs> and I think that Tiffany's is more so of because of the whole breakfast at Tiffany's and the marketing lure that they have. Like branding. Their branding. 
it mm-hmm. makes girls think or made a generation of women think that like you need to get your engagement ring from there if it wasn't like that plain solitaire tiffany then it wasn't nothing it wasn't worth having and they lost that with like the celebrities coming out and having those big like super bowl ring type things oh yeah and i think tiffany's became only known for their silver jewelry because like who's regularly getting engaged i think when that like maybe our mother generation (laughs) 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 she's one of the only ones like the as a country in america like marriage isn't that popular like every kiss begins with k like people started to go to those places where they get payments and this and that for their engagement stuff and then tiffany just became known as like oh i want that return to tiffany's locket like that little collar necklace and bracelet you know from the juice yes. era all the girls had it and nobody was going to tiffany's to buy anything expensive because like who can afford that on really but um, yeah i think tiffany's they needed to rebrand and make it less about marriage and more about gifts and like being cool at swarovski oh yeah i guess like we're just gonna like run the gamut of everything that happened while we were like on hiatus uh mm-hmm. swarovski is another one that you know is rebranding bella hadid is the face of it and it's also going for a more youthful look it's just like and a more youthful like styling of jewelry mm-hmm. like not just fake i think they've done a great colors job. and this and that they made it look very very fun and i've seen uh teens and other people that probably would have never cared to buy like over their forever 21 jewelry which essentially is i guess the same thing they would go to Swarovski instead, and now that's becoming sort of a thing that I see online because of the specific pieces that they have, and of course the popularity of Bella. And isn't like Swarovski? Isn't it just glass? Yes, it's like crystals glass. Yes. So whatever what a great they got, rebrand. you can a great rebrand. <laughs> Sell them that H and M jewelry for eighty dollars, hundred dollars. Well, there was this one necklace I was just like you know browsing online, and it was like five hundred dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not me. I have never understood the high-end costume jewelry market, but it's always been a market. I mm-hmm. have just never understood it. Like, why? Especially like with Chanel. You know, she was, she did um, before she did like, what is it? Hot jewelry. jewelry. Mm-hmm. She did costume jewelry, but also she would take the, what, the actual real pearls or whatever mm-hmm. um, she was using, and she would intermix it with like the fake. No, ma'am. It's given a resale value of zero if times really get tough. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other day, okay, so like my friend and I, we were just like on a random adventure and we were looking for stuff. Oh, I was looking for a microphone for you. And oh, I went you. to a th- <laughs> I went to a thrift store and in this thrift store they had a Chanel uh necklace and it was like twenty five hundred dollars. And I was like, that's not bad, but that's a lot. But it's not as much as I thought it would be. Yeah. America, man. The the decline of capitalism. Uh, Another thing that happened was that uh, Nina Ricci appointed Harris Reed to be the new director of the brand, which is really exciting because his own, their own, I don't know his pronouns, but (laughs) their own, um, because he's very fluid. They're fluid. Yeah. Yes. But uh, they've been appointed, which is really exciting. I feel like they'll give a, like a new perspective on femininity, which is like the DNA of that brand. And I feel like, I remember this one documentary that I watched and it's like, even in the documentary, they had just appointed somebody. And at that point, years ago, they were still struggling to like find their footing, even though it is like a heritage house 
Fashion is just a hard business. I think it's so glamorized and, you know, covered in a way that makes it seem like, I don't know, it's not what it is, but it's very, very cutthroat. The margins are small. The stuff is expensive. Getting things produced and all that is a logistical nightmare. So you get it once you like get into the business side of fashion, why so many houses close. But on the outside, it's like, oh, so many pretty things. So like, unless you're like one of the big ones, you know, a Balenciaga, Louis Vuitton, Chanel, your margins are going to be massive because you know, that markup, sorry, couldn't think of the word. The markup yes. is so like huge. I, there's this one guy I follow on TikTok. You can learn so much from TikTok, by the way. Yes, you can. Um, and he like takes apart like all these like, uh, what, but Bottega vet bags and. Yes. And he tells you how much they're really worth. Yes. And he's like a real like leather smith or whatever. And he estimates the like production how much the markup is and whether or not it's worth it based on the quality of the leather and stitching. And uh, that's really cool to see, but it's also disheartening to see that like some of these major labels are charging so much uh, for the poor quality. It's sad. I think the most heartbreaking one for me was Chanel because that's always been like my aspire to bag. Uh, Hermes bags are mm -hmm. cute. If I got a free one, of course I wouldn't turn it down, but the Chanel <laughs> bag, like in my mind, since I've been young, that's what I want to get. And when you take apart that bag and you tell me that it's worthless, it just hurts me inside. <laughs> oh, this is not even real gold anymore. Like, ah, what am I going to do now? Like, yes. And it just keeps going higher and higher in price. So yes, every that's year. So I, mm -mm. They're trying to keep it exclusive without like doing anything to justify that exclusivity outside of just the brand has been known for a long time, but I don't know, ladies. Uh, speaking of people charging inappropriate prices for things um, that are not made properly, Morphe is being sued right now for using pigments that are not safe for the eye area in the United States. Well, that's the least of their worries because they just filed for bankruptcy. <laughs> Ooh. So they closed all their stores and it was so sad because it was like over the like holiday season. And I remember the one in here in Dallas, it was, you know, everything was like, 80% off and the sale was crazy and people were like lining up to get this stuff, which, you know, I already knew this one palette I bought last year. Um, it ended up being in this like recall slash class action lawsuit. And it was actually like harmful to m some people's eyes. Like mm. that's why it wasn't like, I can wear it and I feel like my eyes will get irritated, but uh, you know, I'm not going to get like cancer or anything. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> we're not going to roll those dice for, you know, a glitter eyeshadow. <laughs> yes, but yeah, so they fire, uh, filed for bankruptcy. Uh, all over the social media, you know, all of their employees were talking about how, like, you know, they were left out of the loop and they didn't tell anybody of like, you know, which doors were closing. Inevitably, it was like all of them. That sucks for the employees. It sucks. That seems to be the theme that's going on with uh, companies these days. I talked to a friend who's really, really big on makeup and like Morphe specifically and all these things. And what I what we were talking about is that, do you think this may like harken the end of celebrity makeup lines and this and that where people kind of contract out the real work and the formulation of these things and kind of just put their name on top and sell it for a quick product profit? Do you think that might be slowing down considering they just took down a big old giant like Morphe or will it make people be more cautious? I think more cautious, especially since like, you know, everybody's talking about this impending recession and like the doom of it, but uh, hopefully it also slows down the collaborations and uh, the various like celebrity uh, makeup lines. Mm -hmm. I, I saw that 
Ariana's like REM, it did make it out. So like, I think somebody purchased it or something. I'll have to look into that. But um, I guess her line is still going to exist somehow. Okay. Which I don't know anybody who's like clamoring for REM beauty. It's so many. Like I now, I think people are moving off of like the makeup and the tequila company trend to skincare. Like so many celebrities now are announcing their new skincare line, and like that's going to be the new thing. Class action because half of my face peeled off using, you know, I don't want to say anybody's name. <laughs> Insert celebrity here, brand. So I was telling uh, my friend first. I was complaining about a lot of things. But I was complaining first about uh, going to the movies. And of course they get you because like, it's like a, a deal on a certain day, whatever. It's so affordable to go to get a ticket. And then I got uh, a drink and like a soda was $7. I was like, dang, I should have just like brought one in my bag. And then like this, I got a children's pizza because I'd already eaten. And like, I've had better like dollar uh, frozen pizza from Kroger than this one that they just served me for $10. And uh, so that's highway robbery. What uh, leading into that was um, I was telling her that skincare and slash makeup is also like a gas because, you know, they get you because, well, now they're marketing it is like not, you're not ugly, but you could look your best if you got this makeup. And it's great because, you know, once they get you, you're going to be a returning customer because eventually you're going to run out of that mascara, foundation, concealer, and I feel like a lot of the times there are so many different products, especially as I am getting into makeup, I'm like, why are there so many products? Like, why do you need this many like liquids, powders, whatever to like create this one look? And um, we were watching this TikToker video together and we were like tabulating how much she spent on like this one look and it was astronomical. And then I purchased a, a friend, a mascara the other day. Oh, actually, so I went to Sephora and I feel like now I want, you know, cause everybody has a brand. So I was either stuck to Selena Gomez or Pat McGrath because I'm trying to only purchase things from people of color. And so I went with Pat McGrath, but that was so expensive for this mascara. Uh, on the, on the makeup thing. That's why I'm super, super late to the makeup game. Like I'm mm -hmm. going to be 30 in a couple of weeks and I barely started wearing makeup during COVID because I was bored and locked inside, there was nothing else to do but like try to learn. And I would just like get so frustrated, be on the verge of tears, like just slam my laptop closed. Cause this girl would be on her sixth product. And it's like, I don't have this type of time. Like how many things are you gonna put on your face? And then yeah, when you go to Sephora or Ulta and you're trying to like follow along somebody's list, I'm in there and I've got like five things. It's already over a hundred dollars. I don't even have like the end, the finishing steps to this. I don't have the, the spray and the setting spray and the this and that, like, ma'am. And then, and then I'm going to, Oh, just drop this. I'll put some unicorn tears. I'll do this, do that. It's too much. We need like, it's, right. And so like, this could be another way we could go with our, our brand because I, it would be nice to have makeup. That's like none of this BS. It's like straightforward. Because it is, it's like intimidating whenever you go to a Sephora and Ulta, you have all these brands and they all call things different and they all have these products that like one requires another and whatever. So it'd be nice. It's like a one, two, three, like paint by the numbers, but your face. Yes. And I, I feel like there's one brand and I'll have to put it in if I can find it. I think her name is Supercent. 
on Instagram that put it to where it's like a set of, you know, this is the thing you can get a full face. But we need to have that for the people that are layman like myself. Because when you start going in with pressed powder and this and that, and you need a concealer, and then you should get two colors. And then you should get a, a, a for your eyeshadow base and all of this stuff. It's like, you definitely feel scam. Like, oh, you're just selling me stuff to sell to me. Yes. I don't need all this to like look decent. And then in my head, I'm just like listening to Unpretty by TLC. <laughs> you can buy your hair if you want to. Tamblyn's going to be start singing. Look for her new EP coming up. Crazy. <laughs> I guess that's kind of towards the end. Well, since your 30th birthday is coming up, is there anything exciting you want to do? Okay, guys. Initially, let's, let's get into a, a quick complaint session with Tam. Initially, I was going to go on a 30-day around the world trip. Because I love that idea. I'm always obsessed with like movies and shows if people do that. And I had it all planned out. My sisters were going to come and join me in one location. Some of my friends were going to come to another. The whole trip, though, was going to be with my dad. Because my dad is kind of the Indiana Jones type character. He's living abroad. He had lived abroad for like the past 10 years. This man quit on me last minute. Like, no, can't do it. He got a basketball coaching job where he is currently living in Uganda, of all places in the world. He was like, no, I can't go. So, trip in shambles. Right now, though, I'm trying to compile the plane tickets that I did purchase to get one plane ticket to potentially go to Egypt. So, fingers crossed. Because I feel like oh my every gosh, girl my goes friends. to, like, Paris for her birthday. A lot of the things, maybe that's why, like, because we're friends on TikTok, that's why it's popping up. All these people who are, like, going to Egypt and they're going to, like, the pyramids. And then there's, like, all these uh, vendors that are like, oh, here, this is for free. But then they're like, where's my money? You know, like pay me for this thing I just gave it to you. And it's like a whole thing where they're like sharks to get your money. A little scammy. I was on the plane um, with an Egyptian guy recently. Where was I going? I was coming from somewhere. Oh, I think I was coming from Mexico with you. <laughs> and on my way home, I was sitting next to this man. I was fortunate enough. We started talking. I was like, oh, yeah, I want to go to Egypt really bad. He's like, oh, I'm Egyptian. We can't really tell because we had on masks. But anyways, we're talking. And he warned me about these people. And he's like, oh, you're a girl. Like, you're, you're probably really cute. Like, be aware because they will, like, use that. He's like, there'll be little kids, little boys chasing you. Like, oh, take this, take this. I want to give this to you. And then they'll be chasing you down for money. And then once you pull out money, the people will descend upon you. And I was like, okay, got it. He's like, also people in the Middle East and different places, they like to haggle. So they're going to start out with the highest, highest price, astronomical price. And if you agree to pay it, then you're just a sucker. So you've got to mm -hmm. haggle down with people. I'm not good at that. So I don't know, maybe I'll watch a YouTube about bargaining, and, you know, Egyptian tips and tricks before I go out there to the pyramids. Because I definitely want to have a Vogue-inspired photo shoot. Oh, cool. Yeah, I feel like even going to Mexico was kind of like weird for you because people would stare at you. And I don't know, the energy was weird. Oh, well, I, I think I talked to you about this a little bit. Whether fortunately or unfortunately, I'm used to being, oh, there's a black girl, you know, because I grew up, I went to private school a lot. I'd be like one, if not the only, like the few black girls. When we went to Fidham, I was one of the handful of black girls. Um, when you travel around and you go places, oh, yeah, oh, there's a black girl at work all the time in corporate America. Since I have gotten jobs, I am, if not the only, I'm only one of the few. So used to it. Um, 
at least people don't get aggressive. I've seen some videos where people are like in Japan and they get kind of aggressive with the black people that they see. Like, oh, please, like, hug me, take a picture, sing me a song. That's, oh, I've seen those too. <laughs> sing a song. Hot I went to, to it, Kelly Rowland. Yes. <laughs> perfect, perfect segue for the joke. I went to Mexico with some of my good friends and we were all girls are walking down the street. As soon as we get into like the populous area, this man was like, oh, Destiny Child, which one of you with Beyonce? Sing me a song. Oh my God. <laughs> so that was my introduction into like, when you're black and American, people think that you are a celebrity because that's their only frame of reference for us. Either we're criminals or we're entertainers. So that's what <laughs> And I guess I am giving entertainer. <laughs> yes well we are we're entertaining the masses with our podcast hopefully soon yes we are you're here you guys just don't know that you're fans yet but you're fans yeah. follow us on tiktok give us some ideas for our patreon what we can do for our paid subscribers mm -hmm. also christian and i are considering doing a little bit more out in the world content like our mexico vlog people seem to enjoy that so i don't mm -hmm. know tell us where you would like to see us we're in the world is christian and tan be like Carmen San Diego, and I'll buy a red hat. <laughs> and I'll wear the boots. I think that's everything for this episode. We're just good catching up. To next week, we'll be back with like a story. <laughs> a story or, you know, a rant, something a to complain about, fashion related. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, our last thing we should tell you Christian made a hilarious joke because Louis Vuitton is bringing a new person on. His name is Kids. Well, he's from the brand Kids Super. No. Home Delane. Uh, he's the next. He's going to take Virgil Abloh's place. And Christian said he likes that they have plucked a random white man from obscurity. All right. Like, sub subscribe, share. Tell your grandma to watch. Your baby daddy, your baby mama. All the things. At Thank That's you. Hot Pod hot Podcast. At That's Hot Pod. Everywhere. Yes. Oh, yes. You're right. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And see we'll, you next week. We'll see you next time. Bye.